The McElroy brothers are not experts, and their advice should never be followed. Travis insists he's a sexpert, but if there's a degree on his wall, I haven't seen it. Also, this show isn't for kids, which I mention only so the babies out there will know how cool they are for listening. What's up, you cool baby? It's familiar, but not too familiar, but not too It rich, aren't we a pair? Me here last on the ground, and you in midair. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you all Where for joining clouds? us today for a very special My Brother, Isn't My Brother and bliss? Me episode 250. A very important episode uh, in the One lifetime of any podcast, and here we are having our midlife crisis. I'm your youngest, babiest brother, Griffin McElroy. Joining me, my two Where dear brothers. I'm your middlest brother, Travis McRoy. I, I didn't know we were doing there something. To be and singing for us is Babs herself, Barbara Just Streisand. Just when I'd stopped. We managed, we called up Babs. I was like, I need you. And she's like, what is it? Podcast episode 250? And I was like, yep. And she's like, it's my third one this week. Standard rates. Was Standard rates. Free. Here I come. Making my entrance again with here my come, Here come the Babs. Jewel uh, flair. Uh, Justin's sure, around here some Hey guys. Hey. What a pleasure it is to be on No one is there on this special episode <laughs> of my brother don't you love a farce of my brother my brother me and invite my fault I feel <laughs> I thought you want what I want I'm sorry uh, uh, my dear But where are the clowns big finish Send in the clowns. Did we get clowns? Don't bother. Oh. Don't bother. Oh. Travis. Okay. They are here. Is I it? Love that they are here. I love that we're making a big deal out of episode 250. Maybe next year. I love that we're making such a big deal out of episode 250 when we have completely fucking dropped the ball. On Forgot. so many other April like, 11th, celebrations. April 2015 marked the five-year anniversary of My Brother, My Brother, Totally me. slept on just it. just missed it. Five years of goofs, uh, and we we just, I mean, we whiffed it. No, I remembered. I, I spent the day staring into a mirror and just, like, drinking whiskey as I glared upon what five years of the weight of this show had done to my body. What are we talking about? Cause, cause, oh, it's cause, bad. Cause, like, you eat a lot of fried chicken wings, and I think yeah. that that maybe maybe has a more detrimental effect than our. When our I when I started this show five years ago, I was a, I was a beautiful young man. Some people said um, godlike features, mm-hmm. um, but and like now, the, the, the traditional sort of vision of God as an old bearded man. Yeah, but like beautiful in that way where you look at him and be like, that's a beautiful young old God. You sort of like I mean? how John Lithgow is beautiful. Yeah, and now I'm more like John Lovitz. 
beautiful, like, but like in a different way. Yeah, I'd like sure. to make a point, by the way, that I had we done a fifth anniversary observation, this is the entirety of what it would have been. Five years is 260 weeks. In that five-year period, we produced 247 episodes of My Brother, My Brother, Made Advice Show for the Modern Era. That is a miss of 13. That is 13 missed weeks. I think for five years... That's pretty good. That's, That's pretty solid. Good. Yeah. Find totally. another find a, this is my challenge to you, the listener. Find another podcast with that hit rate. And I you I I'll be impressed. Cause we're I the Cal Ripken of we're the Cal Ripken of podcasts. Right. If Cal Ripken could miss one every once in a while, we were the Cal Ripken of podcasts. Uh yeah. Do we miss any other important celebrations? Obviously, it's Thor Watch 3 with Avengers 2 in theaters right now, but we just didn't have time mm-hmm. to do that, I guess. Um, didn't do that. Episode 69, I feel like we didn't really make a big deal out of. <laughs> Before I forget, uh, Teresa and I went and saw Avengers 2 at 8.30 in the morning, and we walked into the lobby of the movie theater. And do you know who else sees movies at 8.30 in the morning? Donald Faison. What? Hi, That's a great get. Did you hit him up? I Tell did. I wanted up. to so bad, but he was like mid conversation with someone, and I wanted to be cool. Is this I wanted Don Faison to think I was cool. Was it that rap that he was talking to? Man, I wish. A lot of missed observations, a lot of missed celebrations. We're going to circle back to some of them throughout the show um as they come to us we're just not about adulate. Like we're not about self adulation. I mean, I don't think that's a crime. Well, I. I self-adulated yesterday. Wait, what are you talking about? Masturbating a penis. Griffin Five is- years more mature, ladies and gentlemen. Griffin is providing a new service for our listeners that have trouble detecting dick jokes. He's actually, uh, to mark our fifth anniversary, he's actually providing a new service that is not optional, that is required, where he points out dick jokes as we perform them and explains them. It's, it's boner captioning. I am wondering if it's appropriate to moan slash groan in pleasure. <laughs> yes. Moan slash groan in pleasure. Uh, I just, I just experienced in- ear shrinkage. Is that weird? My ears just sort of shrank and recoiled. Griffin is referring to the uh, way a penis will sometimes shrink and recoil. As highlighted in the hilarious as- Seinfeld episode. No, Justin, I was actually talking about my ears. <laughs> Is it appropriate to moan slash groan in pleasure when receiving a pleasure (laughs) a massage from a professional massage therapist in a paid setting? Nobody's listening to the show anymore. If you keep doing this, we're going to lose every listener that we've ever had. Hurry through it. Say the rest of it. Okay, okay. I asked this because I was receiving a massage from my boyfriend, a dedicated fan of Bim Bam, and I asked him to buy me a real massage. Then I wondered if this sort of moaning, groaning you do when getting a massage from a loved one is appropriate in a formal setting. Advice is appreciated and needed, and that's from Pondering in Portland. This is a fucking great question. This is the best question. Yeah, it's a real good one. You know, because my immediate reaction was like, oh, no, no, no. But then I think, like, what if it's like the massage therapist expects you to do it, and if you don't do it, they're like, am I losing it? Did am I lose I my touch? Rubs? I used to be able to rub. But then again, what good. if you what if you do too much, and then the, the masseuse is like, I'll, I'll rub what she's rubbing, or something like that. <laughs> mm-hmm. I actually had a, uh, a, a massage uh, experience last weekend. For Sydney's birthday, we went to uh, the the beautiful Glade Springs Resort in Beckley, West Virginia, and we got a couple's massage. 
And before the our our okay, first off, let me ask you guys this. This is not a joke. None of this is a joke, but like this is not particularly funny. I'm just curious. There was a man and a woman. I when I saw the two of them, I was absolutely horrified we were going to be asked to select choose there is that is the kobayashi maru of marriage and there's no way i would have got it's the kobayashi maru of of, of, of massages whenever whenever you pick uh uh the like a preference at yeah. an, a new massage place like what do you want dudes or or women and it's like well there's no good answer to this is there because if i pick women it's like women but I if actually I, pick- I got asked the same thing the only time i've ever had a prostate exam you're that's not a no, that's absolutely true, and I did not know how to answer. They yeah, asked there's if no I'd rather an- have a male or a female doctor. It's literally and I responded, there's no. We just not do it. It's either women or men. Like it doesn't matter. I, I guess a- that's true. It's, it is a right. gender neutral. Like it is ter- yeah, the most beautiful, softest one. <laughs> yeah, whichever one you think is like because I want it. <laughs> who do you have? Who is the slipperiest? <laughs> if, if Earth is ever invented, bring me a spectrum. And if I Earth is ever invaded choose? by pansexual, pangender aliens, I hope we do the right thing. And job one, before we ask them about their technology or their medical advances, like we just put them to work doing massages. Because that is, there is a no-lose pick right there. Put your weird sucker fins right on my back. <laughs> <laughs> and this is me. good. I, ex- I, I excrete a jelly through my gills. Uh, that it, it it's like icy hot. You're gonna love it. Also, I'm a very very slippery alien. <laughs> also, like I exude too. the smell of lavender, so it's perfect. Uh, no, but uh, when they in the massage right before they uh, they leave the room, they say, and this is a direct fucking quote. Speaking of like impossible scenarios, they say undress to your comfort level, mm-hmm. and yeah. then get under the blanket. And okay. then it's like, yo, you left your boxers on, pervert. Exactly. You want to be a messy, a messy underwear boy, huh? Okay. Like, Pervert. do you want me to be honest? Because you don't need to leave the room for me to address to my comfort level. This is what, like, <laughs> I'll just I'm hop on up on that table. Yeah, let me just get up on this table. If I had, if I could reach a comfort level with fewer articles of clothing before I left the hotel room, I would have done just that. This is my comfort level. I'm here. I'm living in it. We're talking about moaning and grinning. It's hard to say anything in that situation without feeling like a total, total nasty boy. Yeah. Like a little softer. That's, it <laughs> sounds like, every, low, where do you want me to rub? Where does it hurt? Uh, my upper thigh. Like it does. <laughs> I just started, I started running. My thighs hurt a lot, but I can't be like, I need you to pay special attention to my bottom of my bathing suit region zones. <laughs> yeah. They asked him like there was if I had any problem areas. They have to extra ask. attention. Like there's no where there's not a right. I mean, my what answer could I give there? My there's, forehead. My there, forehead. There's nothing. My earlobes. No, that's yeah. bad. Rub my ear. Rub them lobes. But yeah, go ahead and moan. Moan away. Go to town. No, wait. What? No, we didn't answer the question. No, I wouldn't moan. Yeah, moan. I wouldn't moan, I don't yeah. think. But I, I, this is one of the scenarios, Justin, where I'm going to say that like, no matter what you do, because you're concerned about appearing weird and creepy, that you will not be the creepiest person who's ever come into this establishment. So I say go to town, because for every one of you, there are a 100 true. people who are just like, I'm here for me. Because <laughs> you know that there are people who, when told, undress their comfort level, literally just reached out at lightning speed and pulled their dick out of the hole in the front of their pants. Like, okay, you mean like this? How about I dress to your comfort level and see who blanches first? I need to know what you're 
we may be getting too intimate now as brothers, but what? I do want to know. I want to know what your comfort level was in that situation with well, your, with your wife. Well, fucking the great news, Griffin. I was wearing some MeUndies boxers, so mm. I felt very confident that the uh, because of the the relaxed fit of my MeUndies boxers that they would be able to massage around them. So my comfort level was my MeUndies boxers and nothing else. Okay, <laughs> I thought you were going to be like, I need you to massage around my Tybee Island parrot head t-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's the not, cargo it, shorts will remain on. Anywhere you, anywhere you see cargo short, I am fine there. No, <laughs> no soreness in the cargo short region. Please rub around the 3DS in the pocket of my cargo shorts. Ex- explore around my Nintendo 3DS, but I need it there because I am street passing with a 12-year-old. <laughs> How about a Yahoo answer? Hit me. Uh, this Yahoo answer was sent in by level 9000 Yah Drew Druid. Drew Davenport. Thank you, Drew. It's by Yah Drew Answers user Iceman who asks Iceman. Sweet. Is someone with the personality of Jackie Chan the perfect man for a woman? Wait. What? I've always wondered about that. I don't personally know him, but he seems humble, generous, unselfish, and kind. What do you think is someone like him irresistible to women? Update, is he your type of guy, or do you need a man who's more aggressive and combative? Wait, do you think someone with the personality of Jackie Chan, the perfect man for a woman? I want to start with the update. That person put that fucking crazy-ass question in the Yahoo Answers, then went about their day, and then they were like, oh, wait. Oh, yeah. I I can't believe I I didn't say. Oh, shit. Uh. One other thing. I think I think Jackie Chan is the perfect man for a woman, a man, whatever. Yeah. Because yes, he's good he's, for what ails you. He's good for what ails you, no matter what you are in the mood for. Jackie Chan has got it. What do you need? Do you need a you bodyguard. Need, you need a bodyguard, sure. If you if, if if that is your romantic ideal, then fine. He can be that for you. Do you need stunts? In your life, what in about- your life, do you need somebody to like jump off of a ramp into a helicopter? Because he'll do it, but and he'll do it for real. What if I needed um, a kind of bumbling tutor for my kids, right? But then somebody tried to kidnap my children yep. from our yep. home one evening while I was, say, at the opera. Do I need Jackie Chan for that? I possess an extraordinarily technologically advanced tuxedo, and I need a man to wear it. <laughs> uh-huh. Who's going to wear my space tech tuxedo? Hey, it's, it's me, uh, Owen Wilson. I'm looking for a friend. See if Again, I got any ideas? I think I can help you out with that, Vince Vaughn. No, not quite. No, was not that your? Quite. Can I hear that Owen Wilson again one more time? Yeah. I'm uh, I'm looking for a friend. Uh, this is Owen Wilson me. right after waking up. Is, is Owen Wil- no, he's always a little lost. <laughs> I, I'm just looking for somebody to help me just be my friend, you know? You're getting closer. I got a mouth shave to help get me a little bit closer. Um, Hold I, your nose. See if that helps. I want to talk about life stunts. Okay. Griffin mentioned this idea of life stunts, and it really resonated with me. As in, stunts are things that happen in movies to make it look like something dangerous is happening, correct? Yeah. And, yes. But nobody gets hurt. 
ideally. Well, sorry, no, sorry, that's randomly. my it's my favorite part of every Jackie Chan movie is that reel at the end where he has Very. stunt bloopers. You save that. You save the snuff for the ending. <laughs> yeah, here's all the parts where Jackie Chan died and was replaced with a new Jackie Chan. And um, and also he got hit in the balls seventeen times during like filming. seventeen different times. And every time that you gotta feel bad for that fight coordinator guy who's just like in it. It's just like oh I got in Shanghai noon six. Awesome. This is gonna be great. It's gonna be so good for my career. No, actually, bad news. You accidentally kicked Jackie Chan in the right nut, and you'll never work in this town again. Yeah, Jack- and now you're blackballed. Act- oh, oh, God. God. <laughs> Jackie Chan is the perfect man for any woman unless she does not want a man who is just permanently sterile, like just beyond sterile. Permanently Generations. purple down there. Just beat to hell. You can't even oh. clone Jackie Chan. That's how sterile this cat is from all the ball shots. Life stunts. What? Why don't we have more th- parts of your life that incorporate stunts that are pre-planned that you know you're going to do um, and just have like more stunts in your life? Do you Is know where that would you know where that would be a huge benefit, Justin? Imagine like you've just realized viral the viral f- wedding proposal videos. Yes. You've just realized your fly is down, right? And you're like, oh, I need a distraction. You look over at Jackie Chan, you nod. He pretends to like fall, you know, through like a, a, a an awning, you know what I mean? And land and pop back up. And all that while you're zipping up your fly and no one notices. That might be a little elaborate. It's That's a little a s- elaborate. I think I would just say like, please meet Jackie Chan. <laughs> <laughs> This is Jackie Chan. <laughs> Here is Jackie Chan. Zip. I now excuse myself. Zip. That's a great, that is such a great, like you're married to Jackie Chan. You're at your friend's <laughs> New Year's Eve party. Things are winding down. Oh no, you shit your pants. Jackie Chan, take it away. I need to get out of here. I've got you. Hi everybody, I'm Jackie Chan. Oh my God, where did Griffin go? Please, Don't you worry can call me it. Jacqueline. Everybody does. My friends, my closest friends. My closest friends call me Jacqueline Chan. Um, he's probably the coolest person ever, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. I think that he he would probably be in my top five people. I would be like just devastated to, to find out was kind of a jerk in real life. No, it's you watch him. You watch somebody like crash a train into him on accident in those snuff bloopers at the end of his films, and he gets hit by the train and goes flying. And is cut in twain, but then they like run up to him like Jackie, are you okay? And he looks up and gives a smile and a thumbs up. That's a dude. Don't blame the conductor. Don't. It's fine. I find myself in a bit of a conundrum. I really enjoy animal companionship, but my boyfriend is very stern on the opinion that he doesn't want the responsibility of having a pet. The most he will even consider allowing me to have is one of a simple pet rock. That's cruel and not a real pet. Brothers, how do I explain explain to him? how important it is for me to have an animal around the house that I'll look after without coming off as I'm trying to wear him down. He's a listener of the show. Excellent. And if anyone could convince him, it's probably you guys. Sincerely, Cat Crazy in Canada. You're going to start needs referring to the cat as you need a familiar. Oh, that's good, Travis. For your magics? Well, if it gets to that point, I'm just saying if you don't want to appear like you're just like trying to wear him down, just be like, ah, a familiar would really help me in my research. Something like that. You know, and just keep dropping those every so often. You get so the familiar often. before you learn any wizarding. Yeah. Like, think about Harry Potter, right? There was a point in Harry Potter's life when he knew no magics but owned an owl. At that point <laughs> And that was just life, okay. He was just a kid that owned an owl. Like, what am I supposed to do with this? That must have been the hardest thing. for. Like, when he was getting magic books, cool. 
uh, and they got a wand. Cool. And here's a and, bird of prey. <laughs> here's a big fat bird you have to feed mice to. That's to probably live. fairly difficult to keep alive. Like we're not talking like goldfish here. Like this is an owl. Yeah, and the hardest part about keeping a pet owl alive is when you wake up and it's in your room and right next to you, not instinctively murdering it, not just <laughs> right. instinctively tearing it in half. Like oh god, big eyes, bye. Tear it, rip it. Um, could you start? I mean, you got to start small, right? You have to start with like a a, a beta, maybe a nice beta, a fighting fish. You know, betas. Nobody has anything against owning a fish. Like it's the lowest yeah. impact pet. I would like to suggest another plan. Re- release a dozen mice into your home, and then place okay. a call email or fax to my newly formed business, Justin McElroy's prohibitively expensive yet profoundly incompetent pest removal service. I come to your home, and I have a thing on my van that says the best in the biz, okay? this That is an important step. And that's, and that's sort of like a general use decal so that whenever Justin pulls a grift <laughs> in any, any sort of uh, trade Justin, skill. Justin McElroy, best in the biz. And then I show up, and I'm like, oh, I see your problem. You got mice. And then I do my magic. I don't know what it'll be. It'll pretty much just be hooking vacuums up to heating vents and like doing that for a little while and saying like, yeah, <laughs> well, I and and, and blowing I'll, into things and then and waiting, then throwing cheese out the window and say like it's there. <laughs> and then I'll say everybody out. And then I'll li- I'll say well, folks, that'll take care of it. Then okay, <laughs> that ought to do it. Then you have two pet options. Pet option one. You see mice. Oh, we should call pest removal. No. What point would there be in that? We already got the best in the biz, and he couldn't get rid of all these mice. We're stuck with this mice problem. So option one, you have pet mice. That's cool. Uh, Option two. Cage, free roaming, cage free. (laughs) Cage free mice. Uh, Option two, uh, and I think you're really going to love this one. We've already called the best of the biz. We've already called the best of humankind has to offer. We have to take this back to the animal kingdom. Uh, meet my pet cat, Mr. Hunter, like Predator. Meet my cat, Predator. And then you own a cat to keep the mouse population back. Your boyfriend doesn't know how many mice are in there. You can never get rid of the cat because you never know when he's going to find another mouse. And if you need to keep up the illusion, release another mouse in there every once in a while. I, I, Justin, I just want you to know in the scenario of this movie that you've created, I picture the cat being introduced very similar to the priest in The Exorcist, like at mm-hmm. the bottom of a set of stairs in like one streetlight, like, I meet my acquaintance, Mr. Hunter. <laughs> and then it's just a cat in a trench coat. <laughs> meow. Fa- I, meow. I'm Father Predator. <laughs> meow. And the cat just says, best in the biz across the side. <laughs> Yeah, that's, that's key. I can't emphasize that enough. Wait, listen, what we're really talking about here is branding opportunities for Justin's best in the biz sign making business. <laughs> now, can I ask Justin what you get out of this? Are you are you what? charging a, a, a fee for your initial consultation? Maybe or? you didn't hear. It's right there in the name. Prohibitively expensive. Okay. Like, I, I, if I'm going to go through all this rigmarole, I'm going to get my taste. I'm going to get my beak wet. And, and by beak wet, I mean the chicken that I also bring to give you as a pet. Listen, it's and a what full is a service chi- business. What does a chicken do? Just makes a cat look good by comparison? Uh, a chicken <laughs> makes eggs, you fucking Neanderthal. Read <laughs> a book. Let's go to the money zone. Our 
Our sponsor this week is Pro Flowers. Uh, uh, Mother's Day is coming up, and you want to it's, it's show... It's like six days away? Is that uh, right? Well, I mean, it's... Well, I mean, it just depends on when this goes up. Is it going to go up on May the 4th? May the 4th! That was our intro. And it we missed right it. There. And another missed observation. Make it up to your mom that you missed Star Wars Day uh, with a glass of 100 blooms with a free glass vase. For just nineteen ninety nine, you can make that day extra special and add some chocolates for nine ninety nine uh, more. Just go to proflowers.com and you're gonna click a blue microphone in the top corner and uh, you're gonna type in the code my brother. Uh, Sydney, uh, we we got a vase of these flowers uh, sent to us. They were uh, Peruvian lilies and they were the f- now Sydney's favorite flowers. They are really really beautiful and it's a great deal. Uh, so go to proflowers.com, click the blue microphone in the top right corner, and type in the code my brother and get that great deal. Now say say that this is the first episode someone's ever listened to, and they're like, what's this guy talking about about his undies? Why is he saying me undies? Why is he speaking? Is this product placement? Because I cannot imagine a less appealing product placement than thinking about my brother wearing me undies and getting them super duper oily and squishy from massage juices. They pull moisture away from your skin so you're cool all day long down there. I just wore them to a Ren Faire yesterday, walked around for four and a half hours whilst drinking ale and eating. I ate a quail, which was pretty cool. Turns out I quail wasn't supposed ale? to. They were very Uh-oh. upset. You got the quail and ale special? Uh, we watched uh, if, a if, joust. My joust uh, person lost. Um, it was very sad. But if, uh, the undies uh, kept if, my zone very dry. If MeUndies can make Travis cool at a Ren Faire, they are capable of some pretty goddamn superhuman feats. They are the Jackie Chan of delicates. Right now, this is a great deal. MeUndies.com slash my brother. You can get 20% off your first order and free shipping. We've had so many listeners try these, and they absolutely adore them. They're never going back to regular underwear. Uh, so don't get that six-pack for eight cents. That's gross. Who knows what's in there? MeUndies.com slash my brother. For men and women. For everyone. Yeah, for everyone. They're fantastic underwear. And you're just going to love them. I have a message here for Will. And it's from Alita. And Alita says to Will, Will, we've been married for two years now. Can you believe it? And we're coming up on 10 years together. I'm really happy about it. I think you're just so great. You can make this sound really sarcastic. I think you're just (laughs) so great. Really, the greatest. greatest. Uh, I love you more than everything. Here's to all the future years of our super fun life. Love, Alita. Do you love that this is the first non-ironic, actually kind message that we've gotten in literally months, and we managed to turn it into something dark and despicable? We're bad people. We're terrible, terrible people. Thank you for not just being like, hey, I'm going to make Griffin say dog farts now. Here I go. (laughs) You did it already. That was actually their plan was to get you to say dog farts, and they just like... Took you way around the bend. That's fashion. a deep con. That's a deep 20 griftine. Uh, I have another message, though, and it's for Jorge Aviles. God, I, do you think I hit that? I think, I you, think you nailed, nailed it. it. It's for Jorge Aviles, and it's from you Melissa. had to give it another pass. You had to go here. back for it. You got a double dunk. And it's from Melissa, who says, Jorge, thank you for introducing me to the brothers on that road trip we took to Big Bend. Beautiful, beautiful park. 
Thank you for letting me share in the therapeutic nature that is Mabimbam. Laughing alongside with you while listening to their goofs is priceless. Happy birthday. Love always, your Bobby or baby. I think Bobby? it's Babby. Probably Babby. Babby. I think if it's, it's Babadook. If it's a show reference, it's probably love, Babby. Uh, love always, your Babadook. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I'm glad. I'm glad here that um, Melissa has acknowledged the therapeutic nature of MBMBM. Not enough people talk about the like the recovery that can be accomplished just by simply listening to our episodes. Physical, yeah. mental, emotional. We'll adjust your fucking Energons for yeah. free for nothing. If you went to an Energon specialist, they, they, they're they're going to charge you like sixty bucks an hour. We, and we, no one, no one's going to get mad at you for moaning during a my brother, my brother and me episode. Yeah, I just assume I've never listened to our show before, but I just assume that people who listen to our show are just constantly like, "Oh yeah, oh man, oh yeah, oh, I'm oh gonna, ecstasy, all oh, the pleasure, I'm gonna nut." <laughs> Gross. Gross. I hate it. I hate it. Hi, I'm Julie Sabatier, host of Rendered. It's a show about making meaning and breaking rules. We're answering important questions like, can you build a spacesuit in your living room? I went to my brother's place in Beaverton, and um, he has a swimming pool, and I pressurized the suit and sat down there underwater for about 10 minutes. The thing that I had built was supporting my life. That felt really good. What does it sound like when you play a polka record through a styrofoam cup? And what happens when an airport carpet gains a cult following? Oh my goodness, the carpet has an Instagram. Check out Rendered now at MaximumFun.org or wherever you like to listen to podcasts. Do you guys want a Yahoo? Yeah, Griffin, I would love one. This one was sent in by Yadru Drew at Drew Davenport. Thank you, Drew. It's by Yadru Answers user Lane, who asks, Is there such a thing as spirit sitting that you can be paid for? Is it like babysitting? Like, like babysitting <gasps> and being paid for your time. Oh, I was joking. For reals? Uh, it says, update. The loudest like a whining baby crawling all over and in you. I, but, and that's not even information. That's Wait. not, that's not, that's a, that's a goddamn E.E. E. Cummings slam poem. <laughs> I have a question. Griffin, read the exact phrasing of the question again. Is there such a thing as spirit sitting that you can be paid for? Like babysitting okay. and being paid for your time. Time out. That is a person who wants to get into this field and would like to be paid for their abilities with spirit sitting. And then the further details are... The loudest, like a whining baby crawling all over and in you. Okay, that's what happened here. This person put up this question, and then they thought, well, I better get better at it in case anyone says yes. And then they got too big, too quick. They uh, tried, They got into some shit they didn't understand. They got into some some of his dark materials, and they and they and they opened the door way wide to his the, his to the capital H his yeah, his God's. dark material. The, well, Lucifer, but yes. Oh, okay. I was a babysitter for a summer, and it basically involved me helping uh, one of the children beat all the very hard bosses in Kingdom Hearts. <laughs> and I don't think that a spirit is going to be quite as chill. It's going to be me. It's going to be me just constantly walking around shutting cabinet doors. Very Stop funny. It. Real funny spirit. 
pretty good stuff. I go into the bathroom and I use the bathroom and when I wash my hands, all the skin falls off of my face in the mirror. And it's like, ah, it got me again, spirit. Oh, check this out. Check this out. You ready? Mary Poppins, except for ghost children. You're welcome, Tim Burton. Please enjoy the movie that I have just written for you. Oh my God, it's already out and I'm looking at it on Rotten Tomatoes. 2%. 2% on Tomatoes. Widely, <laughs> widely panned. Helena Bottom Carter is Mary Spookins. And <laughs> thank you, Griffin. Uh, a spoonful of poison. That's my Helena Bonham card. Wait, impression. why would you poison ghosts, Griffin? <laughs> that doesn't make any sense. You because they're already dummy. dead, and it's like that's like what they're into. A spoonful it be? of holy water banishes you to the yeah. great beyond. <laughs> Supercalifragilisticexpialidocious. Oh shit! <laughs> ghost. She got scared by a ghost. Sure. Um, the good news is there is someone who gets paid to sit spirits for you. Go to your living room window, look out at the street. There's a van there. What's that van say on the side? It says the best in the biz. <laughs> it's me. Now, Justin, what, what do you bring to the table that makes you the best in the biz at ghost sitting? A Ouija board. I put it right on that table and I say, let's sort this out. Why are you still here? And then I do, uh, I'm the best in the biz. So I say I got rid of them. And what I do then is. If you tell me the ghosts are back, I just say you're insane. You're actually an insane person. You need to go. No, to, you just say that's doctor. a different ghost. I'll take care of that one too. You got, <laughs> uh, it looks like you just you got ghosts up in the rafters. No, I'm looking Travis, up here. You no, got some ghost damage in the corner. No, Travis, I'm expanding the sale. I'll say you are insane. You need a head doctor, preferably one that makes house calls. Look outside your window. There's a van outside. <laughs> you step <laughs> out of it. David Blaine, what the fuck? How do you do it? Justin McElroy. You were David Blaine the whole time. Best in the biz for uh, psychiatric issues. I come up and I help you that way, too. I help you in every way imaginable. Let me hit you with this. You throw down the Ouija. Throw down that Ouija board. You say, ghost, what is your unfinished business? I'm trying to sit you. And the, the triangle, the glass triangle starts moving. And very slowly it spells out. I need help beating Jafar in Kingdom Hearts. (laughs) I'm having a very hard time with the Jafar boss fight. Can you help me? And I'm like, yeah, dude, I got this. The secret is you want to use Thundaga. (laughs) The greatest test of your uh, Kingdom Hearts acumen is to give clues through a Ouija board to to say how to beat it. You have to have some fast hands. Well, no, Justin, the Ouija board is not a two-way thing. You could just say out loud. You don't need to use the Ouija board to send messages to them. Yes, Travis, that's true, but Griffin is unable to see the ghost monitor. So ah. information about what is currently on the screen. Right, the they're playing PlayStation. They're playing PlayStation in this in the spirit realm. Right, where I all can't dead see PlayStations screen. go. Right, I don't know what kind of equipment they have. I don't know. I don't know. You know how they've got Goofy kitted out. <laughs> One of my closest friends recently started selling cosmetics. While I'm glad she found a way to make some extra money, she's always asked me if I want to buy some. Even explained that she needs to hit her monthly sales goals. Oh, God. As a friend, am I obligated? To just help her out and buy this stuff I don't need. And that's from not buying it in Boston. No. Sounds like you've already made up your mind. Why not just hand her money and just say, like, do you need it that bad? Like, here's 10 bucks. Here's $500. I Keep don't need coming. any cream. The cream doesn't expire. Why don't you just stockpile? I, I Listen, I I totally get this question. I mean, uh, uh, in this day and age, Travis people- sells a lot of chocolate bars to try and pay for his band trip. <laughs> 
<laughs> Listen, we're just trying to get to King's Island, you guys. We just need this money. Isn't this the reason that these businesses exist? I mean, because nobody's really selling this shit to strangers. Nobody goes door to door anymore with this stuff. They're like sitting there and you're doing like, you know, a, a, a birthday party. And you're like, well, you know, you know what would help with that problem? I, I'm sorry. I overheard you talking about like bags under your eyes. I have this product. Like, that's why it exists. So that you and then can you throw your friends into doing it. You throw a small packet of cream at their eyes and it explodes and covers them and you've just you've cream bombed them and then but then they have to pay for it. Mhm. That's a good sales tactic. That's how you become best in the biz. I'm coming for your throne, Justin. Come at my throne. Hey, can I ask why it's always cosmetics? Because if, if it was literally anything else, I would be totally down. If I have a friend that was like, listen, I have a hard time ma making my quota. I'm selling Nature Box snacks. I would be like, I'll sign me up for just everything. I'll buy all of everything you got. I'll drink up all the Nature Box you got on the shelf. Just let me introduce myself. My name is... <coughs> and then I start eating some pistachios. Pistachios. Pistachios? Pistachios. It's pistachios with extra potassium. <laughs> I once went on a great Twitter run where I was just coming up with the top 10 nicknames for pistachios. What do you guys got? <laughs> okay, here are some of the mods. Stashies, great. P-bombs. <laughs> little nut purse. What? Nut purses? That's excellent. Little nut purse. How about oyster crunch? Because it's, like, it's like a little oyster. And you crack it and you get a little crunch. Uh, I, I went with pistachios. Little greenies. Green nuts. Green nuts. Okay. Ooh. I think the problem Pistons. with this question... Ooh, Pistons. I like that. The problem with this question is I get that because when your friend's like, hey, do you want to buy some of my wares? Like, and you know that they're trying to make money and like do it as a business. It's really hard to look back at them and be like, no, I, I can buy this cheaper somewhere else. And I, I, I like I support you doing it, just not financially. Like, that's tough. Yeah, so that, you you, guys that's right, Travis. This person has literally said exactly that. That yeah. this is a hard I'm situation. Trying to, I'm trying to get us back on to actually helping them and not so much talking about pistachios. <laughs> I was terrified of the sales career at an early age because of my exposure to the play Death of a Salesman. Here's what Death <laughs> of a Salesman tells you about selling things. If you're really good at it, eventually you're going to be Willie Loman because, the I don't know, the, the, the things will change and you won't be able to sell the widgets good enough. Uh, option two... It's going bad. Psych, you're already Willie Loman. Uh-oh. You missed you missed your chance to get off the bus. Don't be a salesperson. Everyone ends up like Willie Loman. But can't you also end up like Alec Baldwin from Glen Gary Glen Ross and always be closing? You'd love that, wouldn't you, Travis? I mean, as long no. as we're making as long as we're making play references. See see you see a, Travis. That's a, that's a that's a fictional piece of work. That's a fictional play. Oh, I see. Uh, the salesmen die all the time. Like that's that shit's for real. But do they ever truly live? I work at a small office inches away from three other people. We all get along well and then spend time talking as we work. <laughs> uh, this sounds good so far. I don't know why you need us. <laughs> Sometimes we have lunches together. It is enjoyable. Later on, I go home. And perhaps make some dinner and watch it. Anyway, movie. anyway, yeah. good night. Good night, good night, man in the moon. <laughs> Another grand slam day in my cool life. <laughs> had some good talks. Had some chicken pot pie. <laughs> Pretty good. All all Deborah's birthday. We're going out for afternoon drinks. I'll get to that laundry tomorrow. It's no problem. <laughs> He'll still be there. Uh, 
<laughs> one guy, though, will put on his headphones and tune us out until we start laughing or the conversation sounds interesting. Then he pops up his head and says, what? What are you talking about? Oh, my God. He does this at least five times a day. We have to repeat the entire conversation to him every time, and it's making me crazy. Just pay attention. Brothers, how can I keep my cool and still have work chats around this guy? That's from Vexed in Vancouver. Oh, Vancouver. I'd love to go by there sometime. Maybe make a visit there uh, on, uh, I don't know, August 30th? Does that sound good? Yeah, it's a date. Yeah, I think I can work that. I'll do that. If you if you want to see me there, go to bit.ly forward slash van mbmbam and buy a ticket. Anyway. Um, more on that later. More on that later. It's so, it's so, uh, God, it's, it's rare when a person possesses this sort of, uh, like, robotic work ethic strategy, and also, like, chronic FOMO, where it's like, you can't have both. You can't get the best of both worlds. Either do your business and be a good business boy, or be a, like, a lunchtime fun boy. But you cannot be both. I, you cannot be both. I have an idea. Fun boy, boy and a good business boy. That's too true, Griffin. I have an idea. Hit me, Travis. Every okay, 20 minutes or so, lean over and ask him what he's listening to. Oh, my and God. Then have him Whoa. tell you about it and then lean back and like 30 minutes later, ask him again and do that until he's like, hey, man, why do you keep doing that? And be like, because you do it. Because you do, do it, it, Steve. Get the fuck out. You're fired. What if he's like Dave, the guy I used to work with at, uh, at TriData, and the answer to that question is always CNC Music Factory. <laughs> it's always, a, it a- is always the same CNC Music Factory cassette tape. <laughs> I think that that would be a pretty cool work day, honestly. I'm, I'm a big fan of their work. I recently in the car uh, treated Sydney to my recitation of all the lyrics that are gonna make you sweat. And she was not as impressed. Every time he asks what you're laughing or talking about, look him dead in his eye jellies and say, you. <laughs> Every time. <laughs> Every single, you, we're talking about you again. And he, he takes them off five minutes later. Hey, what's all the hub? It's, it's you, you, I promise. We're laughing at you and talking about you. And not in like, a fun, nice way. to keep way. his headphones off then. Uh, how about one more Yahoo? I just want to get to I'd it. I love one. It was sent in again by Drew Davenport. Thank you, Drew. Hat trick. You did it again. It's by uh, Yahoo Answers user Cat who asks, is crying over a celebrity normal? I want everybody, I want everybody to predict now. I know you're thinking Zayn Malik, maybe. Who, who the celeb in question this person has has uh, sent forward this this uh, quandary. Is crying over a celebrity normal? Kat asks. For no reason, I have been crying over Willem Dafoe. <laughs> I was in my room watching one of his interviews, and when it finished, I turned it over to watch TV. A few days later, I burst out in tears, and I don't know if it was me thinking about Willem or if it was something else. I haven't been paying attention to him as much as I used to. I have been doing it for a few days. My boyfriend knows the reason for my crying, and he's comforted me about it. My friend Maggie told me to stop crying and to just shut up about Willem Dafoe. I've looked looked up to him since I was nine years old. I'm 17 now, though. 
my boyfriend said, just remember, I'm here for you if you need anything or if you want to talk about things like celebrities, then I'm here for you. If you guys are going to say it's your hormones, it's not. I can tell you this has been going on for days. I go outside a lot, so don't say it's that either. Could someone please help me? Is crying over a celebrity normal? But do you think her boyfriend said it like as he was furtively throwing his personal possessions in a bag and buying plane tickets to anywhere yeah, else? Yeah, just give me a call, whatever. I gotta go. Hit. Gotta go. Bye. But she does. Hey, is, is that window uh, reinforced? Or you know what? I'll figure it out. Never mind. Bye. Griffin, does she at any point in that question state? Okay, that's like that's why? what I want to get to. It's not like I heard Willem Dafoe singing like a beautiful angel and it brought me to tears or i heard willem defoe talk about the the death of his grandfather and how sad it was and it resonated with me on a on a very intimate level no it's just this person is going willem defoe like oh my wait hold on wait willem defoe is he is he exists <laughs> i think i think what this person is experiencing is guilt is because they said in the question that she doesn't think about willem defoe as much as she used to so maybe she feels like hey you know what i haven't been making enough of lately willem time so it's like I need that, to set it's aside. the scene in, in toy story 3 where andy comes across like all the old toys and and she's sitting there thinking i need to pass willem defoe on to a six-year-old girl I need to find it's a six-year-old me, girl and give her Willem Dafoe. It's me, Willem Dafoe. Have you thought about me lately? I noticed you haven't gone to see Grand Budapest Hotel. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I can take it. Finish it. Um, what if Willem Dafoe so- showed up every time anybody prayed? <laughs> Smash. <laughs> Smash the windows out, like finish it. Like I was about to give me, a, give me a second, Willem. And are you wearing your green goblin costume that you made for yourself out of cardboard boxes? That looks terrible. Uh, finish it. Okay, just give me a second, <laughs> and make sure you throw in an extra one for me. An extra prayer? What? What are you? An extra prayer for me. God won't listen to me anymore. I need all the help sad. I can get. <laughs> I need anything, anything you got. Forgive me, Father. Uh, it's been a while since my last confession, and also on the last one that I did, I forgot to pray for Willem Dafoe, and I feel super duper guilty about that. You should. Oh God, Willem? no! Wait, how did you? Oh, is there a celebrity that when you guys think about them existing, just, they're existing? <laughs> just the thought of them moves you to tears. I'm bet I'm betting that there's probably at least one. I'm trying to. I'm trying to work up a couple big fat tears thinking about somebody. Up, 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 up! I got it. William Daniels, M- Mr. Feeney, John Pretty Adams. Solid. Uh, just kind of. Oh, there they come. (laughs) 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 Griffin's sadness sounds like uh sounds like a wounded animal. Don't you interrupt him, you get it all out, Griffin. (laughs) (laughs) I gotta uh, I gotta I gotta Google and make sure he's in Girl Meets World a lot. (laughs) 
more step and he like oh, <laughs> people are apparently confused he is in girl meets world people are confused as to whether or not he is a ghost there is some confusion on girl meets world as to whether or not Mr. Feeney, the character from Boy Meets World, is a ghost or not. Hey, Girl Meets World, how's your storytelling? Pretty good. Because people don't seem to be sure whether or not one of your major characters is a ghost or is a human existing person. Do you think that that's part of the natural progression as an actor? You go from, like, playing a leading man to, like, a more wizened sort of, like, grandfatherly presence to anytime you're on screen, it is questioned whether or not you are a ghost. It's just people assume, like, I'm in that phase of my career. The ghost phase. I'm in the Sir Alec Guinness phase where I only play ghosts <laughs> in all my movies. I need someone to come and house sit for my William Daniels ghost. <laughs> he gets very scared he, at night. He is uncontrollable. He gets, if he doesn't lay down to sleep by 7 p.m., Oh, there is just no dealing with him. It sounds like a job for uh, one van. You know who that is? Van Morrison? Best in the biz. No, oh, best in the biz. The van. My van I have. That's enough <laughs> Mr. For Mr. Matthews, I'm a ghost now, and I'm having a very difficult time beating the Beauty and the Beast level in Kingdom Hearts 2. <laughs> Mr. Matthews, I need you to help me beat the dark Mickey boss fight, please. <laughs> Can I hear that noise one more time? Oh, yeah. okay. Excellent. Uh, great. Great noise. That's my ringtone. That's the end of the show. Uh, thank you so much for listening to our program. Uh, big thanks to MeUndies for supporting the show. Go to MeUndies.com slash my brother. You can get 20% off your first order right now. You'll get also free shipping. Uh, if you want to come see us when we do our Pacific Northwest shows, if you live up there in the top left part of the country, uh, there's still tickets available for the Vancouver show. Uh, you can find those tickets at bit.ly slash van, M-B-M-B-A-M. Uh, if you want to come see us in Seattle, there's tickets left for that show, too. It's bit.ly slash M-B-M-B-A-M Seattle. You can find all the details on when we'll be doing those shows and the specific venues there. Uh, Portland, that show is sold out. Sorry. Um, but if you want, you can come see us in Seattle. Uh, there, there are still a bunch of tickets available for that one. If you're going to be in Seattle for PAX, you can come to the show. Uh, but you do not need a PAX badge to to get into the the Mabim Bam show. Those, uh, those tickets are going fast, and they're reserved seating. Yes. So do not wait. Do not hesitate. Go get yourself some. Uh, go get those tickets. Uh, uh, we also we haven't mentioned it in a while, but we've got PO boxes for the show an East Coast and a West Coast HQ. Um, if there's anything you would like to send us, we get a lot of wedding invitations. That always makes us feel pretty special. Um, Doesn't make you West feel Coast special, though, when we do not respond to them. <laughs> we do not make it. Um, the West Coast P.O. Box is P.O. Box 341769-341769, Los Angeles, California, 90034. P.O. Box 54, Huntington, West Virginia, 25706. Uh, I want to thank John Roderick and the Long Winters for the use of our theme song, It's a Departure, off the album Putting the Days to Bed. You uh, should definitely, definitely buy and listen to that album a lot because it's super duper good. And best of luck, as always, to John Roderick on his Seattle City Council run. We are rooting for you, even if we can't vote for you because we don't live in Seattle. I might do an absentee ballot. I don't think that's how that works, Travis. Oh, bummer. Uh, There's new uh, new merch in the Max Fun store, new Max Fun merch. 
um, including an incredibly awesome new Sawbones shirt. So go check it out, maxfunstore.com. And we also by Sydney's sister Taylor. There's lots of My Brother, My Brother, Me merch there, other (laughs) Max Fun merch. Go check it out. And uh, please, if you can, share the show with a buddy, rate it, review it on iTunes. We don't we don't spend any money like advertising the show. Um, we never have. We literally never have. So if if you can help us and out, we never will. Well, I don't know about that. Like I'm on my fucking grind now. But if you can just help us out now, and when we're still in our five year long grassroots campaign. Uh, by just telling a friend about the show and making them listen to an episode when they're in your car. If you with listen you. to our show and you just realize that hey, I've been listening to five years worth of this show and I've never reviewed it. We're at two thousand nine hundred ninety six oh, reviews on iTunes. I want to make it into the big leagues, please. Thirteen. Justin wants to be five. Justin years. wants to be Mister Three Thousand. Is what he's saying. Basically, um, yes. And Watson, we get asked this a lot. Uh, if you would like to have a Jumbotron message, if you would like to have us uh, wish someone a happy birthday or, you know, a happy anniversary or just say, like, hey, I think you're great in the in the money zone, then just go to MaximumFun.org forward slash Jumbotron and you can set it all up there. Um, there we we do a lot of them, so we can't guarantee a time frame. It may be a delay. Um, so. You know, non-time specific. If you're willing to wait, it's a it's a great way to tell someone you like them. And go listen to the other Max Fun shows. If you haven't, Jordan, Jesse, go. Stop podcasting yourself. Throwing Shade, Sawbones, The Adventure Zone, Bunker Buddies. We do those three. Um, there there are a ton of really great shows. Lady to the Lady, One Bad Mother, uh, Pop Rocket. Just go to maximumfun.org and like poke around, look around. There's a drop down list of all the shows. You're gonna like all of them. Yep. Oh, and, and a, a special plug here. A uh, friend of the show, John Hodgman, is coming to our hometown. Uh, well, not our hometown, but our home state, Charleston, West Virginia, live. What? Uh, in June. Yes, this is happening. So uh, just search for John Hodgman Charleston and you'll see tickets. I'm going to be there and I'm going to try to con my way on the stage to get my get just get I just want applause. I don't really want to do anything for it. But uh tickets are very reasonable. Thirty bucks. Uh it's part of festival June twenty second in Charleston. So go go see our buddy John Hodgman. Uh y'all ready with me. Y'all ready for that final? You know it. Yeah. Y'all ready for my new mixtape? This final mixtape is fire. And it was sent in by Zoe Kinski. Thank you, Zoe. It's by Yahoo Answers user no name. No name available. Doug, Doug, which Doug, Doug Yahoo, Doug Yahoo. Uh, it's asked by Doug Yahoo. Uh, Doug Yahoo asks, "Why does the footballist Steve Madden now make fashion shoes?" <laughs> oh, I'm Justin McRoy. I'm Travis McRoy. I'm footballist Steve Madden. <laughs> this has been my brother, my brother, and me. Kiss your dad square on the lips. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported. Hello, I'm Taco, the elephant magician. Moral High Church here, the master of clerical magic. I'm Magnus Burnsides, the fighter. Did you guys like that? Did you, the listener, like that? You were just swept up in a world of high fantasy and magic where anything can happen and anything is possible. Hi, I'm Griffin McElroy, Dungeon Master for The Adventure Zone, a new podcast on Maximum Fun, in which magic and mystery intertwine for a very 
erotically charged role-playing <laughs> experience. You can catch it every other Thursday here on MaximumFun.org or iTunes. It's for Dungeons & Dragons, but with family.